Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Live Bet Sunday here at VSAN at the South Point. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. It's week 17. Hey, it's the end of the regular season. Oh, wait, there's one extra week. That's right. We, we got one more of these regular season Sundays coming your way next week. Happy to be with you. As I said, I'm Jeff Parles. Ben Wilson's at Circa. Danny Burke is in Chicago. Fellas, we got, a, we got a lot of games in this early slate. Thankfully, the flex of that horrible Baltimore-Pittsburgh game kept us from a 10-game window. So we only got nine to deal with here and uh, we might as well just dive right in uh ben we're gonna start with you we're gonna start in philadelphia where it has been an ugly showing by the eagles and quite frankly they are very fortunate to only be down 10 dennis allen and company decided to kick a field goal on fourth and goal of the two to make it 13 nothing philly did have a touchdown wiped out on a controversial hold by cameron dickerson their center but this has just been a mess from philadelphia today 13-3 saints Late third quarter, Saints are six and a half point favorites live. If you think Minshew Mania is going to have a shot to come back here, plus 400 money line. You think getting your first first down of the game with 11 seconds to go in the first half qualifies as not uh, not looking good, Jeff? I think it does (laughs) for Philadelphia. (laughs) Having said all that, you're completely right that New Orleans should have basically put this game away already. We've seen Dennis Allen as a head coach in New Orleans fail to protect leads in the past. It's a third and 20 right now for New Orleans. Ball at their own 45 is across the three-minute mark of the third quarter. If I was not already invested, I have Philadelphia in a two-team money line parlay with the Giants that is quite the sweat right now. I know you're, Jeff, invested on the Philadelphia side pregame. I'm seeing right now Eagles like a plus 290 shot. Would you really, uh, would you really uh, have an issue with taking that number right now given the lack of 60-minute full games of football we've seen out of New Orleans? And Uh, You're kind of just waiting for Philadelphia to wake up. They've shown some flashes, six first downs now in the third quarter already on a couple of drives. And and as you said, the controversial uh, holding call to take away that touchdown. About to get the ball back. I think it's totally realistic that we see the Saints, uh, at the very least, make this game a lot more interesting than it ought to be in Philadelphia. To me, still live to win the game, even down 10. I just took plus 320, Ben. I I get at least... Take a little bit of a shot here uh, with Philadelphia, even though they're going to have a long field after a really good punt by the Saints. Saints are, again, they are alive in the NFC South. If they win and Carolina beats Tampa Bay, they're going to have a shot. They would need some help next week from the Falcons, but the Saints would have a shot to win the, the NFC South. Speaking 
of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Carolina got out 14-0, Danny Burke. But it's been a slow, methodical comeback here by the Bucs as they have a second down and goal as Brady is wide on the second and goal. But here you go, 350 to go third quarter. Carolina leading 14-10. They're plus 125 on the money line right now, Danny Burke, if you think the Panthers can hold on. Yeah, the Bucs just looking like the Bucs, doing what they do best. And that's trailing, so then they can get in a two-minute drill late in the game and probably get some late-game heroics and find a way to win it. I mean, this team just continues to be one of the most frustrating in the NFL. And I did jump in on them in-game because I liked them in this game, but there was no way I was going to lay three or more, especially when it moved the four pre-flop. Inevitably, you were going to get a better in-game spot with them because that's just the nature of their team this year, and that's exactly what happened. So I took a little piece on them even money hoping that their defense can hold up which they have after the first couple of scores but now it's can you execute offensively and like you said Jeff in the red zone right now so we'll see what they can do but um, yeah we have seen this story basically and the fact that they already lost to the Panthers and that this game holds so much importance I do think Brady them still find a way it's not going to be pretty you're going to sweat it out you know what the drill is going to be with Tom Brady and this Bucks team but I do think they find a way if you want to get involved so Tampa just threw an incomplete pass on third and goal. They're going to be attempting a field goal. You're you're looking at a, what, a 26-yard kick here? Yeah, 26-yard kick here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Suck-up is not blocked. Blocked. Got blocked. Wow. (laughs) There you go. Wow. So Tampa gets nothing. We already in this game had a scenario where Bulls decided to kick a field goal on fourth and one at the five. That was pathetic. Which was very (laughs) typical Todd Bull. Again, this Tampa team stinks. And they they, look, they're going to reap what they sow if they don't win this game. Down 14, 10, three and a half to go in the third quarter after a blocked field goal. Ben, let's go to New England. Uh, This has been a, a game where the New England offense has been every bit as bad as you would have hoped if you bet Miami in this game. Patriots opening drive touchdown aided by a P.I. that I didn't think should have been called, but still a really good drive. Other than that, they've done really next to nothing until the drive they're on. They have a third down and six coming in Miami territory. Trailing the Dolphins 14-7, Teddy Bridgewater's done enough in this game, and most importantly, Benny hasn't turned the ball over. Dolphins three-and-a-half-point favorites alive right now. That's been the biggest thing in this game, the lack of turnovers. 5.15 to go third quarter, and New England, who continue to look like one of the most poorly coached teams in the league, false start on a crucial third and six at about the Miami 35. As much as you're right, Jeff, that the one New England drive was aided by a a very shaky P.I. call, Mm -hmm. you could say New England should not have a single point. Same goes for Miami, at least for one of the two drives aided by a running into the kicker on what would have been a fourth and six, where we had the classic fourth and one false start Miami, fourth and six running into the kicker by New England. Then Miami goes for it, gets the first down, and as soon as that happened, you just figured the Dolphins would come down and, and score a touchdown. So you can make the case it really should be 7 nothing right now. Uh, Mac Jones goes short of the sticks on third and 11, so I don't know what you do now. You're down seven in a game where you've barely Go moved the it. ball under five yards of play. Fourth and about five at the Miami plus 31. I agree with you, Jeff. I say go for it. Uh, But nothing I would want anything to do with uh, from an in-game perspective. I think they're going to kick the field goal. That's a go. I mean, come on. You haven't moved the ball at all. Miami's defense is terrible. This is a go here if I'm New England, but Belichick's not going to do it. Man, look, remember, New England is eliminated with a loss today. If they miss, they lose, they're done. Miami basically... Uh, look, if they win, they had oh, worst go. case scenario are they win a uh, winning in next week. Ben is is uh, going off about AJ Brown with a touchdown for Philadelphia. So all of a sudden, the Eagles back go. in the ball game, thirteen to nine, and uh, that plus three twenty actually got real life all of a sudden with Philadelphia. There we go, Jeffrey. Yeah, no problem with that. By the way, kick good by Folk, fourteen ten, uh, Miami in front. Uh, and I don't like that, even though you got some points. Uh, on that one there. Uh, let's uh, go quickly here to Kansas City. I, Danny, when do we say that the Chiefs are pretty much a clip below Cincinnati and Buffalo? When is that moment? Because this has been a, there have been special teams gaffes. There have been defensive gaffes. There's a defensive gaff as I'm speaking because Denver just took the lead on a touchdown pass from Russell Wilson to one of his tight ends. Denver has a 16. Oh, it's Albert O. Okoye Budum, there you go. That's the first time we've seen him this year, the former Missouri product. But, Danny, I mean, this is 
this is pretty ugly here from Kansas City late in the third quarter now, and the Broncos have an outright lead as a 12-and-a-half-point underdog. Jeff, the Cincinnati Bengals surpassed the Chiefs once they beat them a few weeks back. I think that's pretty obvious, even though a lot of people don't want to acknowledge it. Cincinnati is an overall better team because they actually have a defense. Kansas City does not, and that's why they are currently losing to the Broncos. That's why they almost blew, what, a 27-0 lead to the Broncos the other week, one of the worst offenses in the NFL. I mean, Kansas City, this has been their continuous issue since they made it to the Super Bowl, right? I mean, when they lost to the Bucs, yeah, the offensive line was bad but still you never have had a great defense with the Chiefs they always go through these bad spurts they'll be fine in the postseason but right now they're not playing like a championship team and I don't think they have the defense to get you out of the AFC right now to me Cincinnati is the top rated team throughout the AFC Buffalo yeah you can easily make the case that they're right behind them and we're going to find out on Monday night after they play each other but Kansas City is just very very infuriating and the fact that it's happening against the Broncos not one once, but twice this season just drives you nuts if you're looking to back the Chiefs. But I, I mean, at the same time, look, they are moving the ball. They're just not executing. They're getting over seven yards per play. So uh, we'll be fascinating to see where this live number. But well, so we got minus 210 on the money line. Certainly not worth it. Minus two and a half, minus 150. So uh, they're not really giving you that appetizing of a selection. But of course, KC would be the move to look to back them potentially. We'll see if those numbers adjust to more of a feasible price. Look, Ben, I know there's usually a fire the coach uh, jump the following week. But right. the fact that Denver, the week after, the week you fire Hackett, where you were just embarrassed in front of the entire nation last week against a bad Rams team. You go on the road to Arrowhead in a game that Kansas City's got to they got to win. Like if Buffalo loses tomorrow night, KC wins out. KC's the one seed. And quite frankly, Ben, this is a coin flip. This has been a coin flip today. This is this hasn't been just yes. Kansas City's missed a kick. They had turnovers. Denver's actually played a pretty reasonable game here. And a guy in Oklahoma, who legitimately has been inactive for eight weeks, <laughs> scores a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really reflect very well on Hackett, which, again, what do you expect? Uh, that tenure was every bit as bad as we expect, as we could have dreamed and then what we saw. That line adjustment, I get that normally you, you say, okay, slight bump for, for the loss of a coach when a guy's been as bad as Hackett and you fire him. But it really only worth one point to the line. I know it's easy to say now, 17, 13 uh, up here for Denver, but only down to 12 and a half like that to me, Denver for, for Denver, at least with a head coach in hand, Nathaniel Hackett, who did not have his guys ready to go basically any week we watch them. And let's keep in mind, you go back to the first meeting. There was a lot of talk about how important the rivalry meant between the chiefs and Broncos for a lot of the players on the field. And, and that inspired comeback by Denver, he kind of just got the sense like Denver was going to come out and play today, whether it was the coaching angle, whether it was the rivalry angle, Kansas City should have known that. And yet in a season where the Chiefs have failed to blow out many teams this year, it's, it's really been the same song and dance. Uh, it has to be concerning. We're, we're past that point of just saying, ah, no, whatever. They're just sleepwalking. It's got to be a concern here going into the final stretch for KC. Absolutely. By the way, as I praised Bridgewater earlier for not turning the ball over, New England with an interception, make it a pick six. And the Patriots have taken the lead in Foxborough at 16-14 with 2.51 to go in the third quarter. Hey, we got plenty to get to. Live bet Sunday in week 17. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. 
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber for just $79 and get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today and receive $20 to buy VSEN Sports Betting hats, shirts, mugs, and plenty more at the online store. Also, pro subscribers get access, and only pro subscribers, that is, get access to our daily recap of top plays made by VSEN show hosts and guests. Betting splits and our betting reports. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now and get VEASAN Pro access through the end of March Madness. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe. All right, we got a big development in New England where the Patriots had a pick six before the break. Folk missed the PAT. But Teddy Bridgewater is not in on this drive. And I'm not certain why. Because he got stiff-armed in the face on the interception, the pick six. And now they're looking at his finger where he ricocheted his finger off of a defender. So the seventh-round rookie, Skylar Thompson, who we've seen in two games so far this year, is in for Miami in a very important spot. Well, Thompson was about to get sacked if they didn't blow that dead. Uh, instead, it'll be a third down and 15 likely coming for Miami uh, here on the third. Well, I gave him an offside. So a third and five coming for Miami with a minute 24 to go. New England up by two. At 16-14, and that is a big development there. All right, let's uh, go to some games we have not talked about. Ben Wilson has a bet on the Houston Texans in the second half. Ben, you have <laughs> let's a, go. You have Lovey a, Smith a, down. <laughs> <laughs> Lovey Smith down 28, nothing. Settling for the field goal. Clearly knowing that I made a bet of Texans minus a half for the second half when they were down 21, nothing. Not a bet that I made with any any intention of following a box score or any other on-the-field performance element. That was not the indication for this bet whatsoever. It's the fact that in a game that, as we have talked about all week, at not only this network but every other network, means nothing the game for Jacksonville with the AFC South coming down to Week 18 against Tennessee. So bizarre to me, and Jonathan Von Tobel, before, I was, uh, before we're on the air here, he was mentioning this too. The fact that Doug Peterson and the strategy from Jacksonville was to keep in Trevor Lawrence and all the starters, not only offensively, but also defensively for this long, it, it just made no sense. You had to think as the CBS camera shots continued to show CJ Beathard warming up that it would be the backups in sooner rather than later. Uh, so I made the bet at 21, nothing sure enough, Lawrence comes into the third quarter to start for reasons that remain unclear leads an 11 play touchdown drive. Then they yank him. So it was 28, nothing Texans respond with a field goal. And this is just a simple uh, play of looking at the context and where the Jacksonville team is as a whole here, not wanting to get anybody hurt uh, heading into that week 18 tilt with Tennessee. Texans did force a punt. C.J. Beathard in the game now for Jacksonville. And let's see if, uh, for, if we can get <laughs> a bet home here for the Texans, who for what it's worth have been live in the second half in a lot of games. You think back to Washington and Miami games where they were embarrassed in the first halves at least put together a game effort in half number two. So game I'll be tracking here down the stretch. We just start the fourth quarter. I'm behind here, 7-3 in the second half, but 28-3 for the game. Quick update on Bridgewater. Right finger injury, questionable of a return, but Skylar Thompson gets a Tom Brady-like roughing the passer, and Miami's in business 
here on the <laughs> order of field goal range at the end of the third quarter. All right, let's go to Washington. Danny, Carson Wentz's return to the lineup has been, uh, let's just say, an abomination. At one point in the first half, he had two completions and two interceptions. Uh, Deshaun Watson is 8 of 17 for 136 and has actually been the better quarterback in this game. Uh, Cleveland leads 17-10, nine and a half to go. Brown's on the move trying to go up two scores. Again, a Washington loss would basically put the Washington Commanders, uh, for lack of a better word, in hell basically at this point in the <laughs> NFC playoff picture. Uh, if they win, they're in great shape because they would just need a win against Dallas next week. Uh, but right now, again, they really just a horrible performance by that Washington offense today. Yeah, Wentz is Wentz thing, but who's really surprised? I mean, this is why he got benched in the first place. And it was hilarious because the market virtually didn't move once we found out Carson Wentz was in the mix. Usually, if you're going to switch it up, something is going to alter. But I don't get why people are still giving this guy a chance. He's never going to have those flashbacks of his pre-injury playing ability. So him having those two interceptions seems par for the course, from my estimation, while watching Carson Wentz. And you, you said it earlier, Jeff, with some of these teams, you reap what you sow, and that's what's happening with the commanders trailing by seven in a meaningless game for the Cleveland Browns. But of course, a ton on the line here for Washington now down seven. Uh, and if you want to lay six in the hook with the Browns, it's at minus $2. So nothing really worth looking into it there because I'm certainly not going to invest in this Washington team. If they come back, so be it good for you. But man, I, it's just a disgusting team all throughout, especially with Wentz under helm. Yeah, it's just a bit of disaster today for Carson Wentz. Again, Commander's still in the game, only down a touchdown. They get a stop, they'll have a chance. Yeah. But 17-10 uh, as we play already in the fourth quarter, one of the quicker-moving games of the day. All right, Ben, let's just make this quick. Giants are going to the playoffs, barring an epic fiasco against the Colts. It has been a fiasco for Indy. 11.57 to go. Daniel Jones just scored another touchdown. 38-10, big blue. And... The Giants are, uh, Ben, the Giants are going to the playoffs. And despite the fact that analytics have hated the Giants all year, despite the fact that there have been questions, there was a horrible stretch where they looked like one of the worst teams in the league for a six-week period, Brian Dable, and especially if Philadelphia loses, Brian Dable should at least have a shot to win NFL Coach of the Year now, getting this team with a lack of talent in the first year mm -hmm. of a rebuild into the postseason. Certainly should, and this was a classic blueprint today where the Giants just had to establish the run, and I know some people, the market went against the Giants late today with how over the course of the season, Indy has been a good run defense team, but if you actually look at the numbers, last five weeks, Colts 28th on an EPA per play allowed basis against the run, and as soon as, it was a slow start for the Giants, as soon as Jeff Saturday decided to kick a field goal on fourth and one at the Giant five in a nothing-nothing game, for a four ten and one team, you just said, "Okay, okay." The football gods are gonna are gonna turn things on the head here of the Indianapolis Colts, and it's been one way traffic ever since. You have Daniel Jones nineteen to twenty four, hundred seventy seven yards, two touchdowns, and uh, the G men right now at about six yards a carry on the ground. So you couple that with Nick Foles, a quarterback for Indy, who's been battered all day. Sam Ellinger now into the game as a backup, and uh, not a surprise to see this thing turn into a complete whitewashing. I have to say, of all the games that had a ton of steam this morning as we woke up on New Year's Day, I was really surprised to see the Colts get a ton of love in the market. Got as low as five in some places, and uh, that will end up being one of several uh, very much wrong-sided late steam moves here. Yeah, that was one of those where I think a lot of people just thought that the Giants are not capable of winning by margin. Meet the 2022 Indianapolis Colts, who... Again, yeah. well, and also to point out the two, uh, two of the three survivor entries, I thought made the right call. I think everybody had the Giants available. Two did actually go with them. I think the third went with Detroit. Detroit. So they're so all, they're all, get they're all getting through. Uh, yeah. Detroit's, by the way, up 38-10. Uh, not much to say on that. Justin Fields, basically, every time I've looked up, has been getting hit. So uh, we'll see on that. Hey, uh, Danny, Mike Evans just scored his second touchdown of the day. There you Jeff, go. it is it is a miracle, and you know what is <laughs> hilarious? Not that anybody cares, but in one of my fantasy championships last second, I put him in the lineup because I'm like, if I don't play him, he's gonna go off today. He's actually had an outstanding game, as you've alluded to. And look, the Bucks needed a big score there. I and I I gotta say something else too, Jeff. I think you'll like this, but uh, I 
forgive me for not remembering who tweeted it, but they were saying that Sam Darnold is going to get Todd Bowles fired for the second time in his coaching <laughs> career, which would just be absolutely outstanding and probably deserved. Well, it wasn't Darnold's fault. He's still a rookie at that point, but uh, yeah, no, look at uh, Tampa, by the way. So Carolina had scored DJ Moore another touchdown and now Tampa answers with the long one to Evans from Brady and the two is no good. So we're hanging on by a thread on the under there at 40 and a half. 21-16, Carolina's going to get it back with a lot of time left. 13-40 to go in that one. Uh, also, Skylar Thompson picked off on a deflected ball by Tyree Kill. So, New England is going to take over. That is not on Thompson. That's Hill on Hill. Um, but, uh, again, the, uh, the Patriots, again, the Patriots to stay alive need a win and a win next week against Buffalo where all eyes are on Kansas City. Where if Casey some were some way to blow this game, which again they are losing, they go into the fourth quarter against Denver. If Casey were to lose and Buffalo wins tomorrow in Cincinnati, New England would probably get Mac Barkley in the backups, which would make New England a massive favorite in order to make the postseason, regardless of what happens in next week's Miami and Jet game. So we'll see what happens there. Again, Miami would can clinch a playoff berth today if they were to win in New England and the Jets were to lose in Seattle. But that is in big problems now with the way that that game is t- flipped on its head where Bridgewater had been pretty darn good, throws a horrible pick six and get injured on the same play. And New England in front by two with 14 minutes to go as the Dolphins are hanging on by a thread and that one down by two. All right, Ben, I'm going to get to the horrible game of the day, the worst one of the day that I was uh, ridiculous enough to have a bet on. I have Arizona plus three and a half, bad number early in the week on the Megapod, and I bet it again today at plus six and a half. And David Blau and company are winning in Atlanta in the fourth quarter. 16-14, Cardinals lead. Falcons are on the move, though. Falcons are one and a half point favorite live in the game that means nothing to anyone unless if you have money on it. So there you go. I'm invested I just don't in it understand two different how you ways, could, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> that, that, one is, oh, that one is hashtag gambling is good. For that game, Ben, you there know you go. love how it. How can you possibly justify baby? <laughs> I know. How can you justify the Falcons laying nearly seven against anybody? I, I, completely I, 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 Des- Desmond Ritter, too. I mean, come on. Watch him cover with a ridiculous pitchy, pitchy woo woo. Hey, we got a lot more to get to. Live bet Sunday. Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in. It is Live Bet Sunday. I'm Jeff Parles at the South Point. Danny Burks in Chicago. Ben Wilson's at Circa. There, there have been some very interesting quarterback play today, guys. Uh, you have the Jacksonville-Houston game with Lawrence now on the bench. By the way, 28-3 Jacksonville uh, late in the fourth quarter now. Uh, Bethard and, and Mills are basically having a competition of who can be more inaccurate at this rate and miss more wide open guys in the second level. Uh, I've been an awful quarterback in there. Wentz has been dreadful. Uh, Deshaun Watts has been bad. By the way, Amari Cooper scored a touchdown to make it 24, 10 Cleveland. Cleveland's going to win that game and basically put a gigantic dent into the Washington playoff hopes because the lions, the lions could be in the driver's seat going the next week. Lions are up gigantic on the uh, on the Bears. Danny, they they pulled fields, right? They had to have down twenty eight, right? I honestly, guys, I turned that game off so you and Ben would know more than me if they took him out of the game. But if they didn't, they're foolish at this point because there is zero reason to put him in the game, especially when he's getting hit left and right. And you're not even letting him throw the ball. Last I checked, uh, no, I mean they have 12, yard, they have 12, 12 yards passing for Chicago today. Jeez, yeah, they just Danny, not good. Uh, they still they still had Fields out there on the last uh, on the last drive was throw was still throwing throwing oh, passes. Uh, and he's at the point now. It's, it, it's for as much as I've been a fan of Matt Eberflus as a first-year head coach. He's gotten a team with zero personnel and talent to play really, really hard all year. It's been absolutely egregious that they have allowed him to stay out on the field. Clearly, less than 100%. When you're a 3-12 and team with zero incentive to win, Fields now 4 of 13, 47 yards today. And he, he was at four carries for 104 yards, and his in-game player prop rushing total was, I think, at around 170, which is pretty ridiculous for a quarterback. And, he, and since then, he has picked up a grand total of 14 yards on the ground. I just don't know what Chicago is thinking, keeping him in the game at this point, in a game that has been over for the better part of an hour and a half. 
Wentz just got intercepted again. So they, barring, <laughs> barring an absolute calamity like Cleveland had in week two, the Browns are going to get win number seven, and Washington is in big trouble in that NFC playoff race. Uh, again, if Seattle – here's the weird thing now. If Seattle wins and Green Bay loses later today, the Seattle Seahawks from the dead would be – in control of their own destiny because they would have the tie break because of that ridiculous 45-40. Or actually, did I under did I ever undershoot that? Was that 48-45 back early in the season, Ben? With uh, that did, was the correct yeah, scoreline. Yeah, 48-45. That ridiculous game in Week Four. Seattle would be in on the virtue of that if they were to beat the Jets later today. They're a small home underdog against New York. The Jets are still in the mix again, uh, needing help from Kansas City and Miami today. Uh, to realistically have a good chance to stay in the mix. All right, uh, let's go to uh, let's let's go to Kansas City because uh, the wheels look like they might be coming off of Denver. Russell Wilson, after KC took the lead, threw an interception, short field for KC. They're going to have a second down and goal at the four yard line coming up with 13 and change to go. KC, of course, closed 12 and a half right now on the in game number. Kansas City. Uh, Ben, Ben, uh, what, what do we got right now? Because, well, there we go. We got it back. My screen barely wanting to work. Nine and a half right now on KC uh, with a second and goal coming. Pretty significant putt as, as far as the sequence for the second half line is concerned, too, because Chiefs were taking, as you would imagine, a lot of money. Most shops opening Chiefs minus six and a half for the second half at, at the time were uh, up only 13-10. And some books went to seven. Here they throw in the flat. Jarek McKinnon, touchdown. touchdown. So that makes it 13-7 right now for the second half Chiefs. Very important extra point for those purposes upcoming because I have to think, and Danny, you, you touched on it as we opened the show, for as much of a sleepwalking effort as it's looked like for Kansas City, you had to think a lot of public bettors would want to back the Chiefs from an in-game perspective, getting a number sub-10, and now an extra point away from making it 10. So even though they still aren't covering that closing number, a lot of in-game opportunities where you could have gotten in on KC and likely to be covering, assuming this PAT goes. And for that matter, for the full game spread, there's still 12:36 to go, and uh, this Denver number not not close to being a sure thing at this point. Yeah, just just in a scenario now where if you're a Denver backer, you're just hoping Russ doesn't turn the ball over again because short fields are basically what KC has cashed in on today. But again, the Chiefs with a win and a Buffalo loss tomorrow night would push Kansas City to the number one seed heading to week 18. Both, uh, Buffalo will be a big favorite against New England, and Kansas City will be a big favorite against Jared Stidham and the Raiders. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, someone put $55,000 here at the South Point, guys, on uh, Jared Stidham and the Raiders plus the 10. So uh, yeah, good, 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 good luck. Uh, Very uh, nice. Big Stidham fans. Uh, Jimmy Vaccaro came in earlier, uh, showed us the tickets right before the show. All right, big Scenario in Philadelphia. The Eagles are about to get the ball back with 6-14, Ben. Uh, the, uh, after the Gardner Minshew failed fourth and one QB sneak, the Eagle defense, which was really bad early in the game, has been very good in the second half, uh, gets, a three and, gets a three and out, or excuse me, one first down and out, I should say. And they, uh, the Saints are going to have to punt from the plus 45 on fourth and <laughs> 17. So here you go. I mean, six minutes and 14 seconds to go. Philadelphia yeah. is going to have a chance to at least get down the field and tie the game. This has been a carbon copy of the New Orleans effort in Tampa Bay on the Monday night. We're up 16-3 late in that game. This has not been nearly to that degree as far as having a late lead, but it, I don't know how many times it has to happen for Dennis Allen as a head coach to realize you can't just take your foot off the gas pedal in second halves of games, especially when you've been controlling the line of scrimmage the way the Saints did for the majority of the first half. Should have been up more than just the 13 nothing scoreline at the break. Look at their second half drive chart. Three and out, four-play punt, four-play punt, three and out, five-play punt. And a total of, I'm looking at uh, 30 yards so far on those now five drives. It's just egregious that the play calling has continued to be this bad. I know Dennis Allen runs the defensive side of the ball for New Orleans, but just the overall coaching strategy for the Saints, it's held them back so many times this year. A team that I look at advanced numbers-wise and personnel-wise, they should be a playoff team. They should win the NFC South by two games. And yet, they're putting themselves in a position here. If Gardner Minshew comes up with one drive, this is Philadelphia's game to win right now uh, with the ball here six minutes to go. That's obviously not a guarantee, but yet another week where the Saints have put themselves in a position to lose. Yeah, just again, if we, we talk, Ben, 
Danny, we've talked about it on this show all year long. We did not respect Sean Payton enough, who is a Hall of Fame coach. I may have to wait because of the uh, the Bounty Gate nonsense, but the guy's a Hall of Fame coach. And you go to a guy who in his one tenure as an NFL head coach was as bad as anyone in the league. And look, up, oh, well, they relevant now. Back. Minshew picks six, so that's uh, that's going to do uh, do things here. But regardless, the point's going to stand because Ben's right. If New Orleans was well coached, New Orleans would be winning the NFC South this year, and they still might. Hey, if Carolina holds on, the whole division's seven and nine, except for Atlanta going the next week. So that is going to probably be the death nail for Philly today, and the Eagles. All of a sudden, Danny, the Eagles are going to have to play next week. If they don't come from 10 down with five and a half to go because the Dallas Cowboys with a win in Washington next week, coupled with a giant upset. Now the giants are very likely going to play Terod Taylor in the backups next week, but the Eagles have now pushed themselves in a scenario where, Hey, we got to win next week or else we uh, not only, not only that we bought a division, but we got to go through the road in the NFC instead of having all these playoff games at home. Yeah, they really screwed the pooch on this one. It just looked like they came into this game not needing to win this one, which certainly they did. And the Saints are fighting for their postseason lives, and that seems apparent in this game. And look, I'm kind of disappointed because I was hyping up Gardner Minshew a lot in this game. And like you guys, I was invested with the Eagles. I teased them down and didn't think Gardner Minshew's that huge of a drop off to Hurts. Of course, you want Hurts in the game, but like Minshew is arguably one of the best backups in the NFL. Uh, again, it's just tough for the Eagles because not only, like you said, Jeff, are they going to have to play next week, but it seems like they're also dealing with the adversity of the injuries at the worst time of the season. And we see this time and time again with the hottest team in the league kind of coming out of nowhere a little bit. They're a fun team to watch, but then when the playoffs hits and everything starts going nuts, well, it doesn't end up too well for them typically. And look again, the NFC is wide open, so they probably will be fine, but man, it's getting tricky with the Eagles down the stretch. Well, the ball, the Speaking of the Saints, the door may be slamming shut on their long parlay odds in order to win the NFC South. Danny, Mike Evans again. Oh, baby. 30 yards (laughs) from Brady. Mike Evans with three (laughs) touchdown receptions and 200 yards receiving. And a year of frustration for Danny Burke being forgiven in one fell swoop. (laughs) Brady's two-point conversion to Godwin is good. So Carolina betters are sweating now in a game where they've covered all day. Carolina three and a half, three, four, all those numbers uh, in play now. 24-21, 6.47 ago. And Ben, in a day where Sam Darnold has played very well, Carolina's NFC playoff hopes and NFC South hopes, because remember, a Tampa win today, that's, it's over. Tampa wins the division. It, nothing matters next week. It all comes down to Sam Darnold getting one good drive here with six minutes to go. Yeah. And look, the concerns about the Carolina defense with a lot of injuries, two top cornerbacks banged up and out this week. That has manifested. It took some time, but Bucks, the Bucks now at seven and a half nearly yards per play. It, it's only been close because Darnold and the Panther offense has actually been pretty solid today. Yeah, Darnold, this is as good as I've seen Darnold in a, in a long time today. Hey, we got a lot more to get to. Patriots on the move trying to extend their two-point lead against Miami. We'll tell you about it next. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to... Like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any pro football game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to 25 American dollars and log in today. Or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all year long. Just opt into the one-game parlay insurance promotion and place a one-game parlay wager with four legs on any pro football game, four legs or more on any pro football game. And if your wager misses by only one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Promotion offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Happy to be with you here on a Sunday, I bet Sunday. I'm Jeff Parles. Danny Burke's here. Ben Wilson is here. The New England Patriots going to put this away against Miami. Two-yard touchdown, Mac Jones to Jacoby Myers. Very good awareness by Miami out of the timeout to not cover Jacoby Myers. Very well done. So the Miami <laughs> Dolphins are more than likely, it's going to be loss number five in a row. Two is in concussion protocol. Teddy Bridgewater's in the locker room with a finger injury. A team that destroyed him the first time they played him with Zach Wilson playing quarterback. Looming next week, Miami, Ben Wilson, I am kicking myself for not taking that bloated missed playoff number about three weeks ago because they are, assuming they, don't, assuming they don't come back from nine down with four and a half to go, this is lights out. And you can say what you want. This is a choke if you end up missing the playoffs at eight and three. Yeah. They're done. There's no other way to say it. I'm with you, Jeff. The those all those numbers that were, and you, I mean, when they were eight and three, it was plus seven fifty. I want to say to miss the playoffs. Not that anybody thought that would actually happen, but still had in the three to one range after the second consecutive loss. And even if you felt like okay, it was against really good competition, there was a game on the road against San Francisco there, and you lose a tight uh, Sunday night game on the road against the Chargers. Still had the opportunity, and even into this week, it was still a plus money number albeit much more closer to even money. When you have a team that is so bad defensively that doesn't make any significant adjustments or changes throughout the course of the regular season, and you rely on a timing, spacing offense with two dynamic weapons as your exterior guys, when teams make adjustments to that, and if you're unable to find the answers offensively, you're going to be behind the eight ball. And as soon as Tua Tagovailoa was announced out this week, I, I just felt like it was gearing up for a really tough ask Cold weather uh, game in Foxborough, even though weather hasn't been a big factor today. Uh, and you've seen it, even against the Patriot team that can't really move the ball. And New England, given, uh, I should say Miami, just with that specific matchup and the lack of cohesion offensively when it has not been a 100% Tua. Like, we'll go back and look at the splits and see that this Miami offense was pretty mediocre to bad when Tua was not at full strength and 100%. You have to put it on uh, Mike McDaniel as a head coach, but it shouldn't be all that surprising that a rookie head coach was not ready to make the late season adjustments that were necessary. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see moving forward. And again, look, Miami's not done. 
Miami's not done. They could, who knows, get Bridgewater back next week. I, I mean, very, technically they aren't. I think they're dead. I think they're losing next week, and they, they lose six straight to end the year. Yeah, like, I, 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 look, I tend to agree with that. I think they match up terribly with the Jets. And, look, the Jets could be done going into next week. They lose in four hours from now. The Jets could be completely eliminated from postseason contention. So, I don't know. Look, I, I think you're in a scenario, though, with your Miami. We, we, Danny, we talked about it. Three games, on the, three games against three playoff caliber teams, three teams that are all in the postseason. In San Francisco, the, the Chargers and the Bills all on the road. They went 0-3, and they're, they're paying for it right now. We'll see uh, We'll see if Miami has anything left. But uh, Skyler Thompson in down nine right now. Uh, let's go to Tampa. Brady just took a sack on third down. So Carolina's going to have one last shot, Danny Burke. Down by three, 239 to go. Tampa about to punt. Danny, you want Carolina plus 295 down by three, getting the ball back? Absolutely not. Now, I'm already invested in Tampa Bay. I live bet them. This is Tampa Bay's bread and butter, except usually I guess they're trailing in these situations, and they're the team that ties it or comes back from behind and wins. But, uh, look, Darnold's been fine, but still this Tampa Bay defense has been fairly steady the entirety of this game, relatively speaking. And look, even if Carolina does tie it again, maybe they do it quickly. You're still giving Brady some time. You're still giving Brady the ball in overtime. Nothing that I'd want to do with Carolina, Jeff. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm sitting on three and a half. I'll just let that wait out and hope Darnold yeah. doesn't throw a pick six. Uh, did, did we just get a penalty on Tampa on the punt, Ben? I think we did. It looked like it because the Carolina, yeah. uh, Carolina uh, Gunner has his helmet off. Yeah, I think that's a guy. But that's, that's got to be a penalty yeah. on on Tampa. No, they're, well, oh, they're calling call holding like, on come Carolina. On. How can that be a hold when the guy knocks I, the guy's helmet off? Come on, that's 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 ridiculous. I'm I'm here just rooting. I'm, I'm just hoping that Darnold uh, does not erase all the great things he has done over the past few weeks since taking over his starter and, and throw a uh, pick six because Darnold has been very oddly. Uh, oddly protective of the football, which you don't normally expect out of one Sam Donald as somebody who has teased Carolina up to 10 in this game. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying I'm, I'm a little concerned. That's, <laughs> that's just the betters truth serum coming out right now. Yeah. No, I look, I don't disagree with you on that. By the way, Denver looked like their drive was going to be over, but a defensive penalty extended the drive. And then Russell Wilson with a second rushing touchdown of the game. So Kansas city really just, they made this as difficult as humanly possible today on themselves. Uh Oh, Get on it, Carolina. Oh, no. That's what I was. Oh, that's a problem. Darnold fumbles (laughs) and Tampa recovers inside the 10. Oh, jeez. Why did that statement have to be so precious? Why did it have to? (laughs) Oh, come on. One of those days. It's just one of the only thing you can't have there. Ben, that was incredible. Legitimately, well even one like uh, a Quanu just uh, a Quanu shoved Nelson into him. Hey, great job by the rookie there. Uh, but that probably well, we're actually we actually want Tampa to score a touchdown on the first play here, Ben. Because if Tampa scores a touchdown on the first play, we can at least get Darnold a touchdown into the back door. But we, that's that's just going to be a horrendous Miserable. beat on Carolina, who's been in control the whole game up two touchdowns and. Tampa Bay is uh, 224 away from clinching the NFC South, uh, despite being not good at all. <laughs> it looks like they're going to find a way in that horrible division to get it done and uh, win the NFC South and have a chance to get either Philly or Dallas in their building in a few weeks. Fournette, by the way, touchdown on first down. So uh, at least uh, they did it quickly. 32-21, Tampa Bay in front, late in that one now. So 218 to go, Carolina all three timeouts and a calamity at best and probably going to put oh. the lights out on Carolina in the postseason. Hey, the closest also, game. Also, Danny, do, yeah, do you, I was just say, Danny, like from the player prop perspective, do you think anybody who was playing Brady and Evans and Fournette props this week with no how way. much of a disaster it's been? Can you, can you imagine all the people who've lost all that money this year? And, and now you're watching Brady throw for 450. Evans scoring three touchdowns for net in the end zone. That has to be so frustrating as a, as someone like you, Danny, that follows all the uh, prop market. <laughs> well, I will say Brady and his past attempts have been a cash cow. Cause the dude's thrown it over 40 times a game, but in terms of Mike Evans, absolutely. I guess maybe some people thought he could have a good performance. Cause he, he did do okay against Carolina the first time, except for that drop touchdown pass. So you knew that there was potential that he would be found open in this game. But I mean, three touchdowns, come on, this is insane based on the lack of results we saw leading up 
up into this game. But yeah, it, it certainly drives you crazy. No doubt about it. Yeah, just just ridiculous on that one. By the way, the closest game going right now is Atlanta and Arizona. Atlanta driving for the winning score here with a buck forty eight to go. Arizona just burned their final timeout. Atlanta is Atlanta's about five yards away from getting a first down and putting this game on completely on ice. Yeah, uh, we need a touchdown there, Jeffrey. Sweating the over forty two, so this is a tough one because they missed it. Patterson dropped a touchdown earlier in this game. Like their last drive that the uh, Falcons had. And now I just ideally, of course, would look for a push with Atlanta field goal, Arizona field goal, or again, hopefully they get the touchdown to put me in. But I, I was invested in this game guys before the David Blau news came about. He's been fine, right? At least I'm in it with the total, but we'll see what they can do. I think it's Probably pretty, nothing. I think it's pretty obvious that if Blau played on Christmas, Arizona would have beat Tampa Bay, but that's a different argument for a different day. Uh, Danny, I hope you lose. I have Arizona plus three and a half earlier in the week. So uh, would like to get, would like. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, love you, buddy. But uh, <laughs> but uh, not, 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 I'll, I'll take my. Uh, I'll take on what it turning out to just be a mess of a day right now. Thanks to uh, Miami losing uh, that co- even just a cover uh, right now. Uh, but uh, we'll see how it goes. By the way, final in Philadelphia, the Eagles are going to have to play it out next week. The Saints go into the link and send Philly to thirteen and three, twenty to ten. The Saints are technically alive at least for the next few minutes. Uh, but more than likely will not be alive once uh, this Tampa Carolina game concludes. But that is going to be that in that one. So a nice win outright, plus 190 on the money line for New Orleans. Gets it done on the road. And Philadelphia's got to win next week. They lose. The Dallas Cowboys with a win in Washington next week would be the NFC East champions and have a chance at the number one seed, depending on what the Minnesota Vikings do today and next week. Hey, we got a lot to get to. The 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern games getting going. A lot of playoff implications coming your way next. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.